I see and I know and I believe the power of self-care and self-love and how that is absolutely fundamental to the physical aspects of nutrition and food and healing and energy as well. It all matters. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. All right, so on the podcast this week is Serena Poon, and she is a chef, an entrepreneur, a functional nutritionist, wellness coach, founder of Just Add Water. She's also a TV host. I mean, she is so cool and so wonderful, and she's really established in the culinary health and wellness community, and we had such a wonderful conversation, so honest, so heartfelt. I am really excited to bring you this conversation, and on today's episode, we really chat all about Serena's healing journey, her passion for whole body and mind wellness, and how her life experiences really led her down the path of culinary alchemy. We also chat about the importance of developing a gratitude and self-love practice, trusting our intuition, and honestly, why it's a game changer. We talk about finding stillness through meditation and how to really make a habit and routine sustainable. Serena shares with us her top tips for just really making Making these practices an everyday part of our lives and functional and tangible and I know it's just going to be a total game changer. We also talk about Serena's mantra, joy in her life, her newest venture, Just Add Water, and so much more. Before we dive into this week's new episode, I am excited to share with you the iTunes review of the week and this week it comes from Imegdale and it says, Instant Mood Booster. Seek the Joy podcast has been such a source of light and truth in my life. I often forget how much heaviness there is in the world, whether it's the stresses and hardships of our daily lives or through filling up on other sources of media, TV, movies, and news, until I can literally feel the weight of it overcome me sometimes. It's in those moments lately where I have intentionally turned off all other, quote, noise and press play on Seek the Joy. Almost instantly, through Sydney's calming voice and through the inspiring and relatable topics and conversations, my mood is boosted, my outlook turns up, and my hope is restored when I choose to seek the joy. Thank you. Oh, guys, I can't get enough. I can't get enough of these reviews. Thank you so much for this really amazing review of the podcast. It means so much to me. I know I've already thanked you, but I'm thanking you again. Honestly, guys, if this podcast has inspired you in some way, if you've had an aha moment or a light bulb moment while listening, it would mean so much to me if you would take a couple of seconds to leave us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or really wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. When you do, make sure to take a screenshot of that review and send it to Sydney at SeekTheJoyPodcast.com. I will send you my guide for infusing more joy into your life as well as some Seek the Joy podcast stickers. And um, it's just a really awesome opportunity for me to say thank you and send you just a real virtual hug. As always, to learn more about this week's new episode, head on over to the show notes section of our website, seekthejoypodcast.com slash show dash notes, and everything is right there. Serena is honestly, guys, so wonderful and insightful and kind, and I'm so happy that we've connected and that I'm really able to share this conversation with you. She's really on a mission to teach and empower others to live their best lives and heal themselves and connect with their intuition and honor their inner voice, and you're just going to love her and you're going to love this conversation. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Serena. Serena Poon, and I am a celebrity chef and nutritionist. I'm based out here in LA, and um, I also do a lot of healing work. And I, you know, I combine all of this into what I call culinary alchemy, where I do, you know, I don't just serve as a chef for certain clients. I do nutrition programs, and my journey really actually began with my parents. You know, I mean, I'm first generation, you know, Chinese American born here, I was definitely supposed to be 
a doctor or a lawyer <laughs> or a CPA or mm-hmm. I don't know, like an astronaut, you know, I mean, something, <laughs> something that my parents, you know, had every expectation of their kids doing, you know, just based on our culture. And um, what happened was during my senior year of college, my dad was diagnosed with stage four liver cancer. It was something that was genetic, a blood disease. His grandpa had passed of the same thing. And, you know, he had sort of been monitoring it his whole life. And somehow between, you know, the diagnosis and the six months before, something just happened very rapidly. Mm. So he was with us for another, you know, year and like three months. And it was a really tough battle. And we lost him. And he was only 48 at the time. And two months later, my mom was diagnosed with a really rare form of an aggressive ovarian cancer, and she was 45. So, you know, we didn't even really have a chance to grieve or process that. And here we are, here we were trying to, you know, we're fighting for our mom's life and she's still with us. And I think a lot of it has to do with my dad, you know, watching over her, watching over us as an angel. But that shifted my whole life because, you know, while he was sick, I was always researching and trying to, you know, just scouring the internet and trying to find different types of herbs or teas or, you know, plant-based holistic natural remedies just to either alleviate his symptoms or side effects from treatment. And if it was possible to help him cure it, which, which didn't happen, but that part of my journey really helped me dive into healing healing through foods, healing through energy, healing through all these amazing plant-based resources we have. So basically from there, I, you know, and I studied nutrition in college as well. And I just shifted, you know, I went from thinking I needed to go to, to college and then go to law school and be this attorney to realizing that I really wanted to go to culinary school. And I wanted to study the culinary arts to fully understand food and nutrition and creating ways that I could help heal and comfort people through the power of food. So that's Mm. really sort of where my journey began and not even realizing as all that was happening because I was so very focused on that sort of tangible, you know, the food and, and the physical aspects of it. I didn't, I didn't even really realize how much of like our mental and our emotional body had such a significance in our physical health, because that's pretty much probably where my, my mom's cancer came from. She had no history of cancer on her side of the family. And it was, you know, they're able to sort of measure from the size of the growth you know, when it first began, and it was when my dad was sickest. So that part of the journey, you know, went from my parents to myself, because, you know, there's so much post-traumatic stress and, you know, emotional trauma that happens when these type of situations happen, and you don't realize the physical toll it takes. So in my personal journey, you know, as I it's been my passion, but it was also my mantra. And just, it was my foundation for everything was taking care of the people that I love, you know, making sure that they're happy and healthy. But that drive also sort of put me in a place where I was sacrificing my own health, you know, because I was going so hard and fighting so hard and burning myself out in an effort to help others. And so like you, I've had, I've had my own personal health journey where, you know, I've had to have several surgeries and and I almost died twice, actually. What? And oh my goodness. Yeah, it was crazy. But it really brought me to a place where I am so, it's not just that I'm an advocate. It is just I see and I know and I believe the power of self-care and self-love and how that is absolutely fundamental to the physical aspects of nutrition and food and healing and energy as well. It's, it all matters for optimal health and wellness and just health of the whole mind, body, and soul. And that's why I'm so passionate about mm-hmm. it. I'm basically turning this passion I have into, you know, a purpose where I can help yeah. help others, you know, and teach others and share these experiences. Oh, I love this. I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin. I think it's so fascinating how there can be a moment or moments in our lives that completely shift and alter our direction. Absolutely. And I think for better or for worse, sometimes it's health our health and health of those closest to us. And I'm in, I'm in total awe, I think, of your trajectory and just how you've really t- 
taken these experiences and what you learned and diving into it and really found your passion and your purpose, you know, throughout it all? Oh, I, yeah. And, and you know what? I, I am actually so grateful. You yeah. know, I just had my most recent surgery was just in December. And, you know, it had been such a tough couple years because we had, you know, my grandmother, we had almost lost my grandmother in 2016 Mm. and I took over caretaking for her fully. And so, you know, there's a lot involved in that. And it just, it'd been a really tough couple years. And even though I'd been so mindful for several years and taking care of myself, and I'm obviously so about health and wellness and nutrition and mindfulness, it still burns you out when you're when you're caretaking for someone else. And so it's so interesting how you're right. It it is the universe. It is life that sort of brings you back to a place where you reset yourself. And even though part of what I do is preparing clients for surgery and and for post-op pre-op, you know, getting pre-op prep and then post-op recovering and maximizing the healing benefits of food and plants and elixirs and superfoods to help the body heal, I knew what to do. And Mm -hmm. despite that, there were still complications and there were still just random acts that you could never have planned for. You know, the, the, the pharmacy delivered the wrong IV meds and I got Mm -hmm. sick. I mean, so many crazy things that in the middle of it, I realized I truly just had to surrender, surrender to this process that is my journey Mm. Um, and know that no matter what happens and that every, every part of everything that happens is part of my journey and what needs to happen because it clears the path and it shows me the way and it's all knowledge. It's all knowledge and experience and information that I share that other people learn from and that they yeah. can apply to their lives. So it has been such an incredible journey. And I'm so grateful, you know, despite experiences that seem so tough or painful or hard, it's, it's all destined. It has been kind of crazy, but I feel fortunate really for what I'm able to do now for my clients and for people and just my community. You nailed it with saying it takes a level of just surrendering, surrendering to what's happening, to how you're feeling, to that there are some things that are in your control and then some things that are totally outside of your control. So it sounds like mindfulness obviously plays a big role in your life. How, what kind of tools do you rely on or what do you do to, I think, help yourself get into that state of surrender? Because, you know, we can tell ourselves all day long, oh, I'm surrendering, I'm surrendering, I'm surrendering. But it's a totally different thing to actually, you know, put it into practice. That's a great question. And it's actually something that I work with with my clients on a regular basis. I think that rituals and routines are so important. And I like to start mine at the beginning of the day. And I also like to end the day with one because Mm. it just sort of creates little habits. So I make a point of meditating every single day, you know, before I get up to start my day. And then of course, when I go to bed and, you know, people do it in different ways. You know, some people carve out an hour, some people do it for half an hour. Some people have a certain place that they go to, to do it. My philosophy is just to make it as easy as possible, you know, and that's what I do in my practice in every aspect of it so that you do it, you know, and the practice is sustainable. So I do that five minutes every day. I go through my affirmations. I go through my mantras. I go through my gratitude list, you know, and it really helps me start the day very grounded and excited because it's a brand new day. So it doesn't matter what happened last night or the night before or even whatever's happening in three months from now, you have today. It's brand new. And there's so many possible moments that can happen that you're not even prepared for, you know? So... That's a big practice that I do. And I have like a little health ritual that I do. I start my morning with lemon water every single morning, warm lemon water once I'm out of bed. And I have my little elixirs that I put into my body and wheatgrass and celery juice. And then, of course, you know, my just add water. And these for me are a part of my ritual that kind of sets my day and it sets the intention of having an amazing day, whatever it is that I wanted Mm -hmm. to accomplish that day. Sometimes it's just like as simple as writing down five things that you love about yourself. You know, for some people, it may be hard to start a gratitude list. And I have had, you know, people I've worked with that it's foreign to them to end their day. I'll get them on the phone if they don't journal. I'll get them (laughs) on the phone and say, all right, so tell me five things today that you're grateful for. 
you know, and you can't just name your family members and your pets. And, um, <laughs> but once you've checked that off, it's like, it becomes easier. And then the next challenge is what are five things that you love about yourself? And that actually can be a little bit more challenging. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like standing in front of the mirror and making eye contact with yourself and telling yourself that you love yourself or what, the things you love about yourself. And it shouldn't be hard to do this. But it can be. And for me personally, it was really tough. You know, when I first started this practice and it's almost like you feel like you're an imposter or a fraud or you don't believe it, but you need to believe it. You know, you need to believe these words that are coming out of your mouth. You need to believe what you're writing down. And on the days that are the hardest, and this is why I have people write it down in a little journal, even if it's just five things, on the days that are the hardest, that's when you flip through that journal and you look Mm -hmm. and the pages add up and you see this long list of the things about yourself that you love and that you respect. And it makes such a difference. It literally changes, you know, the chemistry in your body. It changes your neural pathways, the way you think, and those thoughts translate into reality, you know? So that's what I do. And that's what I have shared and taught, you know, clients to do. And it's been really effective. And if you've never done it, it can feel awkward, but just do it for three days, then five, then seven, then 10. And then it becomes something that you're doing every day. And it's okay if you skip a day, you know, totally. it's not the end of the world. Yeah. You, know, you, you do what you can and you commend yourself for it. Even if it's simple, like I wrote five things down about myself <laughs> today that I love. That's a big check mark yeah. on your list and yeah. on your day. And we all can fall into that sort of that we can all go down into that rabbit hole where we have negative self-talk. We get self-critical or self, you know, we, we have self-judgment and we're human. We all do it. You know, we do. So it's really important, you know, to try and make this a practice. It's almost like keeping a healthy diet on a regular basis. So when you have that cheat meal, when you go on holiday, when you have your weekend with you know, it's a bachelorette party or whatever it is, it doesn't throw your whole life off because you went off your practice or your diet or whatever for, for two or three days. It's the yeah. same thing with, with mindfulness and with that self-love and with that self-care. You exercise it on a regular basis. You miss a day here or there. You're, you're sort of, you know, you're off for a few days, even a week or whatnot. You'll find your path back. You know, yeah. those muscles find itself just like when we exercise. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. Mm-hmm. What's so interesting, I think, about holistic healing kind of all-encompassing because like you touched on at the beginning, I mean, it's not just food and exercise. It's also the way that we speak to ourselves and the way that we treat ourselves. And a huge part of that, I think, is getting into this practice of being mindful and being grateful, but it's, it's often really hard to do. And I remember the first time I was asked to talk about something that I loved about myself. It was in therapy, like in 2012 or 2013. And I looked at my mm-hmm. therapist who I love and adore. And I looked at her and I said, no flipping way. Yeah. <laughs> I said, there's no way I'm going to do this because it feels yeah. so foreign and it's so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And you almost feel like, who am I, right? To talk about yeah. myself yeah. in this way. But it's exactly what you said. It's a muscle and it's something that you have to keep practicing. And so what was it like for you getting more comfortable talking about what you love about yourself and talking about gratitude? I think especially coming off of or still dealing with health issues and crisis and loss in the family. How has it been for you kind of navigating that or or balancing that while also still taking good care of yourself and and being kind to yourself in that way? Well, I I think that one of the most important things, and this is, again, you know, something that I also share through my own practice is that first you have to see it as a value, not a luxury, you know, almost like a priority and a necessity. Yeah. So, I mean, that's sort of the biggest shift because I think that when we don't set aside that time, it's because we've prioritized, and I forget how many minutes are in a day, but there's 24 hours in a day and we've prioritized every minute of those 24 hours for other things. And they're all things that are important. You know, you're, you get up, you clean yourself up, you exercise, you go work, or you have meetings, you know, you have emails or, I mean, everything is important, but carving out those five minutes or 10 minutes, it's really about getting your mind to see that this is just as important, if not more, so that it, it's 
set time, it's set place in your day and in your life. And so I feel like that's sort of the very first step, seeing it that it's important. So it's very much about putting things into perspective. And what I say is you always be honest with yourself because intuitively we actually always know the right answers and the right path. Mm -hmm. It's finding that stillness and the answers will come. So, you know, going back to what you said about how do I, how do I get myself into that place or how do I get someone else into that place if I'm working with them is start very small, start very simple. You know, it's five minutes of meditating or stillness in your bed or three minutes or just going through a list of other people first, what you love about your mom or your sister or your dad or your boyfriend, whoever it is, and then sort of shifting to what is it that they love about me? because we know and then from that you can you can identify those qualities of that list and say do I love these things about me I love these things about me as well you know it's like baby steps and I think that that's what makes anything that we do any sort of habit or routine sustainable is when you start smaller and make it and make it simple so if you can't sit there and write it about yourself then Write down the things you love about another person and then write down the things that you know because they've told you that they love about you. Mm. Doesn't feel awkward. Those are truths, right? Yeah. And then it just makes it a little bit of a transition and you can go from there. I love all this and I think it's so it's so tangible for everyone. Just start small, right? And Mm -hmm. it's also sometimes a lot easier, just like you said, to I don't know, talk about what someone else thinks of you rather than what you think about, you know, yourself in that way. And I think all of this is so fundamental from self-love to self-care to navigating that inner critic and that negative self-talk. And for me, something that's been difficult and something that I've touched on quite a bit on this podcast is trusting myself and knowing that I'm doing the right thing by following what it is that I love and what I want to do. But, you know, often within that, there's that judgment and that negative self-talk and we can get ourselves kind of wrapped up in all of that. And so how have you been able to navigate that journey of combating and overcoming that negative self-talk to really continue along this path of doing what you love and and having an impact and following your passions? That's a great question. And you're 100% right. I did, you know, there there was a lot of challenge, you know, especially because of my culture on top Mm -hmm. of it. I mean, for me to tell my family that I'm not going to go to law school and instead I'm going to go to culinary school, um, it was just, it was almost shameful, you know, it was just like, what are you doing? You know, have you lost your mind? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, they totally thought I lost my mind. You know, they, they were like, this is what your dad wanted. I mean, I basically went and pulled out school loans and just did it all before I told them, because I Mm. knew if I came to them with the thought of it and one they probably would have talked me out of it, you know, or there would have been some obligation and I'm the, you know, the eldest and the eldest, like grandchild and the eldest firstborn here, mm-hmm. the eldest niece. And so it would have been like, uh, you're setting, you're setting the path, you know, in the wrong direction for, you know, your sister and your cousins. Talk about a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah it was. And, <laughs> and it's different at the time. There wasn't food network stars and there wasn't all this, what we right, have now. Right. I mean, so it was, it was definitely challenging, but you know, and again, I, I'm, I agree with you and being completely honest and authentic with you. It's been my whole life that I have yeah. kind of worked on that negative self-talk, you know, and that, and that self-judgment and criticism and knowing my self-worth. And it's again, a practice and an exercise that I still do, you know, yeah. every single day to keep myself in quote shape, you know, in that way. It's, you know, emotional, mental exercise. But what's worked for me, and it's been through trial and error and just, you know, learning, is that you really have to surround yourself. And it may be just with one person, two or five or a dozen, but you surround yourself with people that believe in you. You know, and that may or may not be your family. It may or may not be your other half. It may or may not be your best friend. But there is someone and it could be your therapist or your healer, whoever, but find the people that support you and hold on to them and bounce your ideas back and forth with them because they help you grow. 
your confidence in your inner voice because that intuitive voice that we all have in us, that's our guiding light. So mm. it's knowing that we all have it within ourselves. We all know what the answer is. It's just kind of clearing the space and listening, you know, and you feel it. That's why meditation is so, it's so important and it is literally so beneficial. I mean, it's almost like you have all the answers within you when you, when you can find the space and the time to be still. And our bodies tell us, you know, it's not just our minds. Our bodies physically tell us when there's something that we want, there's something that we don't want something feels right, something doesn't feel right. We always know. So sometimes it's just a matter of having one or two cheerleaders by your side telling you what it is that at some point you'll be able to tell yourself, which is I'm doing the right thing and I know it. And that's when having that journal can help because sometimes your, your cheerleaders aren't in town or they're not Hmm. accessible, Mm -hmm. but you have, you have your book, you know, you have your book of you. And when you go back to it, you're reminded that you are all these magical things. You are all these powerful things. And so that counts for something. No one is you. And that is your power. And that's something that it's a quote that I say that's Mm -hmm. uh, not my original quote, but that's something that I say whenever I'm asked about something that really motivates me. And it's that. So we compare ourselves a lot, especially with social media. Now people compare themselves entirely too much to other people's lives. But when you can bring yourself back to your center and remember that there's no one else out there like you, so no one else can do what it is that you're doing but you, it kind of grounds you. Oh, it totally does. Something I've really had to learn through this journey I've been on over the last year or two is I often have to remind myself, like, I have to be my biggest cheerleader. I have to come out with the pom-poms and the streamers and be like, Sydney, you've got this. Like, it's okay if somebody else doesn't get it or it's okay if today you feel like you're on an island because you're not. Like, I've got you, you know? And I think that's such 100%. A, an important and huge, you know, mindset shift too. And I love what you touched on in terms of that authentic inner voice and getting in touch with that authentic inner power. And it sounds like through meditation, you've really been able to get in touch with that and and develop that. And has that been something you've been working on for a long time, just in terms of knowing your authentic voice? Or have you always been sort of in tune with that? It's actually, it's been, that's been a process because meditation is something I've been practicing, you know, for the last several years before that. And I didn't, I didn't even really understand it. I kept thinking I'm doing it the wrong way. (laughs) You know, it's, and I'm either falling asleep or my mind is spinning and I'm not. And I think that that's because everyone has their own, I guess, style or way of doing it. And I realized that being still with yourself and meditating you can do it any which way mm-hmm. you know you don't have to be sitting with your palms up you don't and I and you know I mean Deepak may be quite upset that I said that or maybe not but you know <laughs> I just think that whatever you do to still your mind and you feel it when you kind of go into yourself that's meditating so I think that I was in some ways doing that and it might have been during times where I'm at a crossroads where I'm not sure if I'm doing the right thing. I'm confused or let's say my family wasn't supportive initially and just all these questions that you have, you are actually, you're kind of actually going into somewhat of a meditative state as you're looking for answers and you just don't really realize it. You know, know, we're not calling it that. So, So I think that there's something that I've always felt intuitively that's told me answers to things that I didn't necessarily apply to myself. You know, it's almost like energetic vibrations. You know, you can feel it when you walk into a room, you can feel it when you're meeting somebody for the first time, you can feel it now, even, even like just over the internet, you know, you can be on social media and almost and feel someone's energy. And I, and again, I think that that that's a language that we all have inside of us that sometimes we activate and sometimes we haven't yet, or it's just not really tuned into. And that to me is sort of the foundation for all of it, whether, you know, that becomes part of your meditation practice or, or not, we all have that. And it's just knowing that when you sit with yourself, whether you're meditating or not, or listening to music or not, you are actually 
sort of talking to your soul and your intuition. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that everybody, everybody has the ability to do it and we actually do it sometimes and just don't even realize it. Oh, totally. I think we're constantly fluctuating between being in tune and then being aware of the fact that we're in tune because I think we're constantly in tune. I just think our level of awareness around it fluctuates and what you mm-hmm. said about tuning in also. And you said this a little bit earlier about listening to our bodies and how our bodies know and whether we know if a person or an interaction or a place or a food is right for us. I think I think so many of us are now just beginning to tap into that and listen to our bodies more. And, and so this takes mm-hmm. me back to who you are and what you're doing and this concept of culinary alchemy. And you do so much. You're a nutritionist. You're a wellness expert. You're a coach. You're a counselor. I, I am in such awe of what you do, not to mention the fact that you, that you're a chef. And so this journey of culinary alchemy, what does it mean to you today? And and has it shifted quite a bit since, since you started? Yeah. You know, that's another really great question. It actually has shifted for me a little bit because when I, when I first used this term to describe what I'm doing, I'm really it was much more about the physical, mm-hmm. you know, it was this sort of magic that I knew I'm infusing love and energy into my food and knowing how to combine, combine the right ingredients and foods together to, to, to give someone a product that they'll not only just love, you know, but they'll want and they'll crave and it also feeds their body physically and nutritionally. So it was culinary acting was very much initially just sort of the physical part of it, you know, just about the food and ingredients. And it's evolved to include not only those two things, but because I've, you know, I've trained in Reiki and I do so much healing work as well, that it's sort of now a combination of all of it because we have these emotional connections with our food. You know, we have the physical relationship, as I, as I talked about, that can nourish and heal and give us comfort and pleasure. But between the physical attributes of these ingredients and knowing how to create these recipes and knowing what types of foods are grounding, knowing what types of foods resonate with sort of like the different organs, our different chakras and energy fields, I know how to sort of put it all together so that it can produce that healing that a person needs, whether it's through a program or through an actual recipe or a dish or a plan that's sustainable and resonates with that person's physical, mental, and spiritual needs. I think it's so cool how it's become this just way of being that encompasses everything from the physical to the mental to just the overall wellness. And has there been one or even two changes that you've made in your life, whether I guess it's in the realm of nutrition or mindfulness or self-care or or just wellness in general, that when you kind of reflect on it, you go, wow, like that was a total game changer. And I just, I had no idea. Yes. Well, after one of my, so, so I had mentioned that there, I almost died twice, you know, I had two, two surgeries. Yes, which by the way, how Um, nuts. I cannot believe that. Yeah, it was crazy. So after the first one, I was like, I'm not having surgery anymore. I know how to take care of this because Mm -hmm. what had happened was I had a surgery and I got MRSA, which is, you know, a deadly staph infection, literally straight out of the OR. You know, it's something that I had never had before um, my entire life. And now I had it and was so, so ill. And so, you know, that was that was a, a shift because I realized well first of all it's deadly and right. you know they were giving me all this treatment and antibiotics and you know there's a lot that western medicine can do to help us but while it's helping us it can also hurt us so it's very much about balancing that right. out with the holistic side of healing and holistic nutrition so that shifted gears for me you know into like this because here I was, and I'm my own client, so to speak, trying to help my body heal, not just from from this bacteria, but at the same time, all the medication that they're giving to me to also try and get rid of it, right. which took several years, and they still didn't. So five years later, um, I have, after several surgeries, I have one more and nearly died from that one. Wow. 
because there was an internal stitch that that tore and I was bleeding internally mm. and I lost so much blood. It was it was crazy. Wow. So from that experience, I I literally couldn't even, you know, work for I couldn't use part of my body basically for several months. And I thought, oh my goodness, you know, I'm a chef. I need to be able to use both my arms and I need to be, it's a very, it's physical, you know, it's a physical job. What am I going to do? And I realized I had such a wealth of knowledge of what to do, how to heal. I mean, I, you know, my labs weren't very good because I'd lost so much blood and the surgeons had said, okay, well, we can't do certain things that because you're so anemic and it's going to take X amount of weeks or months. And I thought, nope, I'm going to make sure that this happens. You know, I'm going to fast forward this process because I know exactly what to eat and what to do to heal faster, which is not something, you know, at the time. And even now it's, it's just sort of beginning, which I'm so happy to see. But doctors didn't really understand or mm-hmm. they didn't really they didn't really share, you know, nutrition as a way to help heal when you're going through, you know, surgery and other other issues um, that they're helping you heal from with medication. So I took that and I realized that there are so many people, you know, it kind of brought me full circle back to why I started in the first place. You know, my parents, my dad, people being sick and not having the right resources or not knowing what they could do all by themselves to help themselves. They didn't have to, you know, they didn't have to hire someone professional, although they can to get guidance, but there are so many tools that people just didn't know about yet, you know, and then when you go to school, you kind of come out and you're, oh, I have to pay school loans. And I was, you know, taught in classical French cuisine. So I was sort of regurgitating what I had been taught and learned as a chef and adding in my nutrition on the side with these things that had happened, my, my career and my passion and what I do shifted in that it became very, very, um, very specific. You know, these are the things that people need to help themselves here. And they don't know how these are the combinations of practices of foods, of plants, of elixirs, of herbs, of roots. And so I really dived in and, and, you know, it's crazy within a few months, I'd signed some incredibly huge contracts just based on that, on my ability to take that, which I was already doing, that already the knowledge I already had, and then just shift it in a slightly different direction. And when I was able, when I was healed and able to, you know, work as physically as I was before, it was just a combination of everything all at once for the people that wanted that service for me. So I would say that these are the two really pivotal moments in my life and my career. Obviously, in addition to how it first, how it all began with my parents, that kind of shifted me in this direction. And of course, all along the way, you're learning that sort of self-care, that self-love, that mindfulness. And, you know, I didn't realize, as I said, the value of it until, you know, the last few years. All along the way, there is a little bit of learning, a little bit of learning, you know, like right. a couple steps forward, a step back, a couple more steps forward, a step back, and realizing how absolutely it is a non negotiable, mm-hmm. you know, that self care and that self love you give yourself. It is just as important as that nourishing food that you put into your body. And it's really transformed my clients' lives as well. You know, I've seen such a shift in them as well as we sort of we put this, this energy work and this, and this alchemy into their whole program, you know? So it's, it's more than just that food. It's also that energy that they have, as I said, that we all have this love and this magic that you do when you, when you want to put something into your body, let's say it's fries, you know, (laughs) I mean, on paper, fries may not be the healthiest thing for you, but it's your birthday and you're out with your friends and you feel like having fries how you look at that food, mm. how you receive it, how what you tell yourself as you put it into your body completely changes the way wow. your body receives it. That's such it's a good true, point. You know, don't punish yourself for it. Receive it. Yeah. That is nourishing for you in this moment. It's making you happy. We start again tomorrow. It's not mm. going to change your life. But yeah. if you put it into your body, punishing yourself all the way, 
that is also how your body will receive it. So it's a, it's a lot about the perspective that you attach to the food, the same way the perspective you attach to anything else in your life. And it goes back to that com- compassion and that kindness and the words that you choose to to attach to all of it. Absolutely. And, you know, and it all boils down to balance. Mm-hmm. We can always balance. Things dip one way or the other, left or right, but you can always find balance. Even if it's not in that moment, it can be in the next. Right. And it's knowing that. Oh, Serena, I, I am still so floored by the fact that you almost died twice, but what an incredible just life journey that you've been on and being able to take these moments and these experiences and really shift them to drive who you are and what it is that you love. And have you found that these experiences have shifted your perspective on joy and how you really experience joy in your day-to-day life too? Yes, actually, it, it absolutely has because it, it really simplifies things. I think that's why, you know, our slogan with Just Add Water is simplify your self-care. You know, let's make this as easy as possible to take care of yourself. With joy, it's very much the same. It's, you know, all these experiences has really just reminded me, like, what is the most important thing? And it's, and it's that realization I had with when my parents were, were ill, which is the health and happiness of the people that I love. Well, over the years, I added myself onto that list, you know, yeah, back then God, it was right? just, yeah, you know, and you, you don't, I didn't even realize that I didn't add myself onto that list, but that's been part of the journey. So joy is just, you know, the health and happiness of myself and the people that I care about. And that comes in all forms. You know, I, I find joy when I get great news from mm. someone. I find joy when I have five minutes to myself where I can meditate or just sit there and do nothing, yeah. you know, I mean, because we're all so busy all the time and, you know, we go, go, go. I mean, I find joy when I'm working with someone and they, they really respond to what we're doing. That gives me so much joy. You know, and I feel mm-hmm. like in almost some way I'm paying tribute to my parents every mm-hmm. time that happens yeah. as well. So I think simple things, you know, simple daily things. And it comes back down to, I guess, our gratitude list as well. You know, just being here and it's a brand new day and it's beautiful. And I get to live in California and I grew up here and I get to do yeah. what I love for a living. Yeah. You know, it's all, it's all really joyful. And when you can look at little things that way, it just seems like you were constantly in a state totally. of abundance. Totally. I love your perspective on joy. And I think you're so spot on and, and about returning to that space of gratitude and finding joy in those small moments in your everyday, I think is so important because it doesn't have to be these big, huge, you know, monumental moments in our lives. But I want to talk a little bit about Just Add Water, which is this health and wellness brand that you've launched. So what is it and what was kind of the inspiration behind starting it? Um, Well, Just Add Water is a vegan proprietary brand of, you know, yellow peas and spreaded grains and really powerful super grains and super food through antioxidants. Um, it's also got prebiotics and probiotics and digestive enzymes to help you absorb it all and two really amazing plant adaptogens. Mm. So it's, it's basically like a one and it's chocolate flavored. So, oh, um, that sounds so just, good. Yeah. I have to send you some. It's, yes, um, please. I'd love to try it. It's just something super easy. You just add it to water and you can shake it up or blend it up with, you know, a banana if you want to make a smoothie and add some fruit, but it's just been really carefully crafted with organic and natural products to basically be all these nutrients that you need to get through your day. You know, it's something that I started creating like a, a long time ago. And, and we just kind of called it just that water. And I used to stick it in little Ziploc plastic mm. snack bags for my private clients because they have such insane schedules, especially when they travel. And I wanted them to maintain their daily nutrient intake, you know, to make sure that their adrenals were still balanced, that their energy levels were balanced, that their weight didn't fluctuate, and that their core, their gut sort of like stayed healthy. And so I created this, you know, this blend and I'd add all these little powdered versions of all these amazing superfoods. And I would tell them just dump it in water, just have one every single day to help keep you aligned. And um, 
last, no, two years ago at the Cannes Film Festival. Um, and of course I have clients and, you know, you, you're so go, go, go when you're in that space, you're right. at a festival, you're flying to Europe, you land, you're doing press, you're on the red carpet, you're, you are a game for hours and hours and hours. You get a tiny break to change and you're out with, you know, meetings again. And then you start all over again after a few hours. So they were drinking this. And it was so funny. A couple of the friends were just basically like, wait, I was with you until 5 a.m. last night. How do you have this much energy? How do you have this glow? Why do you look so good? What are you drinking? Is oh that my your gosh. secret? And so, you know, we told them what it was. And they said, do you have more? And I said, of course, I, tra- I travel with it myself all the time. So I had a few extra little packets and I made it for them. And it just became a thing. They were wow. just like, oh, my God, we need to have this. Yeah. So... We decided to, you know, we had to, we, you know, stuck a logo on it and and decided to just really make it official mm-hmm. and bring it to a much larger community. Um, and it's something I'd been thinking about for a while, but again, it goes back to that talk that we have in our head. You know, I wasn't, I didn't feel confident enough or I wasn't really sure it's a completely new space. You know, cooking food is different than creating a product and having it produced and put out into the masses. And so I had been hesitant, but then here, here's someone I'd never met before who gave me that sort of vote of confidence, that support that I that those words that just clicked that I needed to hear. And it took me to that level. So that's why that support sometimes it comes from ourselves. But, and sometimes it can just come from a random comment that someone makes. And, um, and so that's, that's what it is. It's our little, you know, elixir that mm-hmm. we feel helps you to simplify your self care. And it's so that you can take care of yourself first, because we're always also busy taking care of so many things, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're a mom or a dad or, you know, a student, it doesn't even matter. Everybody is so busy. Usually as soon as you get up until you go to bed at night, we're all going, going, going. So sometimes we forget to take care of ourselves. Yeah. And this is one way you can do it really easily. And so this is like that little extra that kind of like tie everything together. Yeah. The story of how it came about is so cool because I think it goes to show that when you're creating something that you love and you enjoy and you you don't know where it's going to go or if anyone else outside of, you know, in your case, your private clients will ever see it, but you, you mm-hmm. create it and you put it out there, you have you never know where it's going to go. And I think that sends such an important message of just create what it is that you're excited about and it will be seen by the right people and the right people will know about it. And before you know it, it will catch on like wildfire and everyone will be adding it to, you know, their daily routine. And I yeah. love, I love this story. Do you have a word or a mantra that you live by that just kind of ties in everything for you and, and keeps you going and kind of on track? I would say it's not exactly a mantra. It's that quote. And from that quote, I come up with mantras, you know. Mm-hmm. So the quote where I said that no one is you and that is your power. So, you know, I, I remind myself that no one is me and that is my power and that special magic that I bring into this life in this world. So from that, I'll, I'll say, okay, like I am powerful. I am creative. I am X, Y, and Z. You know, this is where I, I start writing my list from, but yeah. it all comes from that. It's reminding myself that, that no one is me. And that's, and that's what makes me this powerful being in this world mm. is that, is, is that. And so, you know, that can never be taken away from you. You carry it with you all the time. It's there. And it's just a reminder that it's there. I love that. I love it so, I love it so much. I think it's amazing. Just those affirmations of I am can totally shift your mindset and your day. And it's so important to hold on to them and to develop them. And I sometimes put them as reminders in my phone to pop up at like certain times during the day because I know Mm -hmm. myself, you know, you get stuck in whatever it is that you're doing or that wheel of negative self-talk. And so it's so, it's so important to remind yourself of who you are and that that in itself is special and that in itself is is just total it's just total magic i actually do it before i ever have to speak or do mm-hmm. a big meeting or go on stage or do anything where 
I feel nervous. Yeah. I do that. I go through and I, and I just sort of tell myself how much of, of a badass I am yeah. about two minutes before I have to be present. And, and it, it makes such a difference. It's almost like that self-hype that yeah, you do. You've so. got to be your biggest hype man, right? You've mm-hmm, got to be your mm-hmm. biggest cheerleader and supporter. I love that mm-hmm. you do that. You've got to really pump yourself up. I do it too. And then I also jump up and down <laughs> because yeah. oh, I love it. <laughs> I, I've got to get myself, you know, excited and moving. And so what would you say is, is your biggest dream? Uh, wow. My biggest dream. I mean, there's a part of me that, I mean, I, I almost feel like in a way I'm living it in a small way. Mm -hmm. I mean, my dream is simple. I just, I just really want to live out my grandest destiny while teaching and empowering others to do the same for themselves. You know, I just want to show people how simple it is to live their best life, to heal themselves by connecting with their own intuition, honoring that inner voice by feeding it love and compassion. And that can come through self-care through nourishing foods, through mindful education. And that to me is what I feel like I'm here to do mm-hmm. and my contribution to this this big world of ours. I feel like in some ways I'm, I'm living it step by step and it sort of grows. Yeah. And it's, I'm so grateful for it. You totally are living it. And I think it's just going to continue to grow and progress as you, you know, keep following your passions and the things that you love and putting your voice and your message out there. And Serena, I have really loved having this conversation with you. It's so fun to, well, oh, I feel too. like you and I, we, we totally speak the same language. And so I've just so enjoyed having this conversation with you. Where, where can everyone find you and find Just Add Water and, and learn more and get involved in this world of culinary alchemy? Oh, well, thank you. I really have loved chatting with you too. I feel like we could talk for hours. We, we probably we might have to can, continue yeah. this and have tea or lunch. I would love that. Yes, water. let's do it. Yay. So let's do that. Let's stand on that for sure. Um, and for everyone, they can find um, Just Add Water on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. The handle is at Just Add Water Inc. I-N-C. And they can also find us on the website, which is um, www.justaddwaterinc.com. And then for me, you can find me on Instagram. And my handle is at Chef Serena Poon. Or you can find me on my website, which is www.serenaloves.com. And I actually have a new show coming up. I'm going to have to have you on it since you're in LA. You're having a show? This is so cool. Yeah, so we have a new show coming up. It hasn't, um, we haven't released it yet. We've already, we've, we've taped a few episodes. It's called Serena Love. Oh and it's streamed through Focus Network, uh, Focus TV Network. And you can find it on YouTube and, you know, Apple TV, Roku, iTunes. Once it's released, I can show everyone where it's at. But um, That is so yeah. cool and exciting. I can't wait to see this. Oh my God, you yes. have so much good stuff going on. It's, I'm so excited for it. I'm so excited to share. We'll talk, you know, nutrition and healing intuition and culinary alchemy and, you know, all sorts of really great stuff with different entrepreneurs and people who are on the same, in the same space, yeah. you know, and on the same, on the same vibration. Oh. So, so we'll for sure have to have you on. Oh, I'm so excited for you. And oh, just tell me when I'll be there. Oh my gosh. This sounds Yay. awesome. Serena, thank you so much again for coming on Seek the Joy podcast. And I'll put everything in the show notes so everyone can find you and just add water and look out for Serena Loves when that starts airing. And just thank you so much again. This was such an awesome conversation. Thank you so much. I had so much fun.